And now, today's word. Well, today I'm starting a series that I really, really, um, I feel very deep affinity to. Um, I was surprised um, during the year as I went through my sermons, you know, I keep a file of all my sermons, not each one of them, but at least uh, quite a number of them. There are a few that I lost in the very early years, but uh, thank God for computers. Uh, so I have a file of every message I preach. So I, 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 you know, I went through all my messages and I was surprised uh, during the years I looked through that I had never done a series on wisdom. I have taught on several aspects of it, but I haven't really taken time to teach on that. That really surprised me. So I decided to do a series on wisdom. And so today I'm starting part one of wisdom. Wisdom. I think you're going to love this. And I think it's going to be good. Amen. Now, in this series, I'll be making a lot of references to the wisdom books of the Bible. And uh, the wisdom books of the Bible are primarily the book of Proverbs, the book of Ecclesiastes, and then the Song of Solomon. And sometimes people include the book of Psalms, depending on how you want to interpret it, and the book of Job as well. These are the wisdom books of the Bible. Uh, but primarily, uh, when we talk about uh, the wisdom books of the Bible, the, the, the anchor, the pivot, is the book of Proverbs, uh, which most of us are familiar with. Um, I spent quite a lot of my life reading the book of Proverbs because I felt that if I needed to be wise, I need to read God's wisdom. Uh, so what's exactly a proverb? A proverb is normally a very short and a memorable saying, and it has relevance to different uh, situations. The book of Proverbs in the Bible represents the collective wisdom of Israel. The collective wisdom of Israel. Uh, as Israel grew as a nation, it began to put together its wisdom. Um, when God called Israel as a nation, he gave them laws. So he'll give them laws like, thou shalt not commit adultery. But he didn't really tell them what would happen if you commit adultery. I mean, what is the effect? Why is it so bad to commit adultery? He just told them, don't do it. But as the nation grew, and they lived under the laws of God, they began to observe the effects of adultery. And so they realized, well, when you commit adultery, this happens and that happens and, and this wrong happens and this is why it happens. So as they lived the law of God, they saw the practical way in which the law of God worked in their lives. And they built their wisdom around the practical application of the word of God. So, for example, when God says, Thou shalt not bear false witness, they began to observe that bearing false witness has these effects on society, and, and, and this is how it destroys society. And they gathered them in wisdom. 
and, and it is wisdom that God validates. It is wisdom that God approves of, and that's why it's in the Bible. And so you see a lot of those things in the book of Proverbs. But the book of Proverbs is not a book of laws, and it's not also the book of promise. It's a book of wisdom. And sometimes the wisdom in the book of Proverbs don't have application in every circumstance. For example, if you read Proverbs chapter 26, don't turn to it. I'm just re making reference to it. Proverbs 26 verses 4 and 5. Just listen to these. And it says, do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. And then the next verse says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. So you see that one, one, one part of it says, don't answer a fool according to his folly. Next time, answer a fool according to his folly. Is the Bible contra or is the proverb contradicting itself? No, because circumstances would determine how to answer a fool, whether to answer him or not to answer him. So Proverbs doesn't have rigid application. The book of Proverbs has very wide application to different circumstances and situations in our lives. So we're going to begin our teaching with three readings in the book of Proverbs and Psalms. One from Proverbs and two from Psalms. First is Proverbs chapter 3 verse 19 and 20 and Proverbs chapter uh, Psalm 104 verse 24 and Psalm 19 verse 1 to 3. So I'm going to put them together uh, as we read them because they are found uh, beginning uh, or they are the foundations of much of what I would say uh, during this series. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 19 to 20 says the Lord by wisdom founded the earth by understanding he established the heavens by his knowledge, the depths were broken up and clouds dropped down the dew. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. Now, when the Bible uses that word heavens in this context, it's talking about the universe, the universe. Then Psalm 104, verse 24. Psalm 104, verse 24 says, O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your possessions. I want you to note, in wisdom you have made them all. In wisdom you have made them all. The, the third reading is Psalm 19 verses 1 to 3. Psalm 19 verses 1 to 3. And it says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. 
There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. These are very, very deep and profound verses in the Bible. Very deep and profound because they touch on the core of the significance of life. And there are two statements I want to make derived from these three verses. The first statement is that wisdom is the foundational law of God's universe. Wisdom is the foundational law of God's universe. Wisdom is what God used to create the universe. And wisdom is woven into the universe. So the laws of physics, the laws of nature are manifestations of the wisdom of God. In the universe and the laws that run the universe, whether it is gravity or motion or thermodynamics or whatever laws there are, they are the manifestation of God's wisdom because God wove the universe through wisdom. So that's very important. Wisdom is the foundational law of God's universe. If you're going to function in God's universe, you have to understand wisdom. The second important statement I want to make is that wisdom is the language of God's universe. It says in Psalm 1, Psalm 19 verse 3, day unto day utters speech and night unto night reveals knowledge. In other words, when you observe the created order from the earth which we are familiar with to the planets around us in our solar system, beyond our solar system to our galaxy, and beyond our galaxies to the other galaxies in the universe, each one of them orderly, they are the language of God. It is God speaking. And when you see the way the, the universe is structured in wisdom, it is a constant voice of God to us. The universe itself is a language of wisdom. Wisdom regulates life in the universe. Wisdom sustains the universe. Wisdom is the instrument by which God guides everything. And uh, I just want to encourage you when you go home to read the whole of Proverbs chapter 8. Because Proverbs chapter 8 is significant in telling us about the diversity and the power and the influence of wisdom. It's a very powerful force. It's not just something in your head that helps you to just uh, say that, oh, I like this or I don't like that. It, it is a system. It is a law that runs the entire universe. So what should be our attitude to wisdom? Well, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 
5 to 9 tells us how we should treat wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5 to 9. And it says, get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Very powerful phrases about wisdom. Now, if you look at this passage, wisdom is described with a feminine description. So wisdom in this passage is presented as a lady, as a woman. And uh, the reason that, that wisdom is presented as a woman here is to show the desirability of wisdom. And so it is telling us that we should go for wisdom the way a man goes for a woman he loves. So uh, it, it, it then uses the, the whole analogy of a man who loves a woman to show our attitude towards wisdom. And so there are about five things that we're supposed to do to wisdom. The first thing is, is that we must get wisdom. Get it. Get it. That, that phrase means to passionately pursue it. Wisdom must not be pursued passively. The image here is of a man who has seen the lady of his dreams and goes all out to get her. Usually, in the natural world, it is called the chase. It is called the chase. This, we say that a, a man who is going after a woman is chasing after her, not crawling after her. It means there is a certain urgency. If you want to go for a woman, and those of you who are married, who I'm sure you understand this wisdom, go for her. Dream about her. When, when a man falls in love, you say, Pastor, have you fallen in love? Well, I've been married. And you, you don't marry, you know, you don't, I mean, I, I, you don't get up one day, the angel Gabriel appears to you and say, means is joy, 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 joy. Then you go and marry her now. It starts with attraction. And uh, before you ever speak to the person, your heart begins to beat. And it beats beyond the regular system for the maintenance of health. So your heart is really beating. Now you haven't talked to the woman. So I saw this girl called Joy. 
And she didn't know I had plans for her. And she didn't know I was thinking about her. But my heart goes to her. I'm thinking about her. I'm dreaming about her. I am planning my move. Now the Bible says that is how you should treat wisdom. That when you hear wisdom or see wisdom anywhere, your heart should beat. Get it. Be passionate about it. You, you can't see wisdom and be passive and say, well, it's okay. I will get it if I have time. No. Your heart beats. You dream about it. You think about it. It occupies your mind. You must have a real passion towards it. That's the first thing the Bible says we should do about wisdom. We must passionately pursue her. And you know when you really see a lady you like, you make all kinds of excuses to see her. All kinds of excuses. You, you conveniently position yourself where? You know she will pass. <laughs> That's how the Bible says you should have treat wisdom. Conveniently put yourself in a place where wisdom is passing. Second thing the Bible says we should do to wisdom is, it says love her. Love her means care deeply for wisdom. When you have pursued her and you have acquired her, don't lose interest in her. Pay attention. Spend time with wisdom. Talk about wisdom. If you love wisdom, she will love you back. Love her. Thirdly, Proverbs says, exalt her. Exalt her. Give wisdom a high value. Prioritize wisdom. Wisdom must be exalted above money, above material wealth, above power. Exalt her. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call 0302-242-2000.